Facebook. Oh, we Eat, are. drink, smoke, snack size edition when you need just a little something to tide you over. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy. Blend Bar Cigar is where we record Indianapolis, Indiana. BlendBarCigar.com. Uh, we've been drinking. We've been smoking. We are drinking actually two things. We're doing the Journeyman Last Feather Organic Rye. It's actually an organic rye. It's organic wheat. And organic okay. rye, the wheat from Michigan, the rye uh, from uh, Minnesota. It's done in 15-gallon uh, new white oak charred uh, barrels. Um, I considered this to be nice. It, it was a little monochromatic for me. It didn't ha- have as as much of an explosion of, of flavor as, as other ryes uh, that I've had. Uh, certainly worth the try. The nose was pretty good. There was some vanilla uh, on the nose. There was definitely a, a good hit of of fruit, of citrus uh, on, on the palate, a touch of a burn in the throat, but nothing overwhelming. This is only a 90 proof, so something you can go and check out and try. Interesting group of people because they also do uh, a, a Manhattan. So what they have done is they have basically a pre-mixed Manhattan that they, they have in this in this in in the barrel, and then they have it here at Blend Bar Cigar, and they, they tap it, and then you can have... Uh, have yourself a Manhattan. And for, for us, I mean, we're usually just drinking the things. I don't really have many mixed drinks. We're talking about whiskey. We're talking about uh, sweet vermouth, a dash of, uh, of bitters garnished with a maraschino cherry. Uh, don't confuse it with an old-fashioned, please. Please don't ever uh, do that. Uh, fingers in April are overjoyed. <gasps> I did confuse it with a ma- an old-fashioned. I, I knew you would. That is what I had before that I said I hated. Yeah. Not a Manhattan. It's I've never had different. a This was really good. Yeah, so this was their first, and uh, oh, they're not both my happy. Fir- not my first. It was, it was Fingers' first. This was my first yeah. Manhattan. It was amazing. So, back. so they're big fans of the Manhattan. As for what we're smoking... This is the Don Carlos, the man's 80th. So this is from the Arturo Fuente people. Uh, this is a Cameroon wrapper that is Dominican uh, through and, and through on the rest of it. Anytime there's a Cameroon wrapper, I am an overjoyed man. The sweetness that comes out of that, mm-hmm. the full flavor that comes out of this. And this, uh, just like we did uh, last week when we tried the La Polina uh, Illumination, that was a Lancero. So you're talking about a very long and thin cigar. Go ahead, Tiggers. Thank you. He's always, he, he's always chuckling. This is a 5 by 50. So 5 inches in length. 50 is the ring gauge. How, how uh, thick it is around. Go ahead. Tee And it's not normally a size that you think of. Usually we're doing things that are a little bit bigger. 5 and 3 quarters uh, into the 6s. And then, of course, into those Churchill sizes and sometimes even more. Um, you have to try different things. And you have to not only try them in different uh, profiles in terms of binder filler wrapper, uh, different shapes, different sizes, ring gauges, and in lengths. Because they they will give you different smokes. They will give you different opportunities. And you should take those opportunities. Who's watching? My mom. Your mother is watching us on our video as we stream this. You can actually go to Tony Cuts Radio on Facebook and you can see the video of us doing the podcast. Well, hello, uh, Mrs. April D. Gregory. We need to talk about your daughter. No, seriously, you're invited on the podcast next week. We have many, 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 many questions, and we would like to lodge a formal complaint, <laughs> if we so good. I'm a huge fan of this cigar, mm-hmm. much more so than I ever thought I would be. I am a sucker for a Cameroon in a way that is irrational. This is a, a medium, full-bodied cigar. There's definitely some strength to this cigar. You'll get this because it's the 80th. There's one called The Man, and then there's uh, the 80th. Uh, probably about $20, $22 a stick, uh, depending on where you go. And you might think for a five-inch cigar, the dollar amount isn't worth it. That's another thing that comes up. How much cigar are you getting for the money that that you're spending? Um, So we are a good 45 minutes into smoking this cigar, and I've only gotten halfway through the cigar. 
That's well, pretty interesting. Because you talk a lot. I'm in, I'm in the last third now. Well, I'm getting to the last third. Point I'm making is you talk as much as I do. I do the not. Point, the point, well, that might be <laughs> true. It, it's not like it went in 20 minutes. Right. The cigar is lasting because there's a lot to it and there's a lot to enjoy and you are, by nature, taking your time with it. You're Now, agreed, I speak more than both of you, so you are both a little closer to the ends here, but you're still at that hour point where you've right, been right. with six-inch cigars before. So right. don't let... Don't let uh, the size fool you about time or opportunity uh, to enjoy it. Don't do that at all. This is the from Arturo Fuente, uh, the Don Carlos, uh, the man's 80th uh, personal reserve. I oh oh, this is going in the humidor immediately. Really? Um, I, oh. I still I always love the Arturo Fuentes, but this is a little too. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a little too much for me. It's not going to be in my humidor. Too strong. I don't want to say too strong. That's not the right word. I I guess I like my strong and to be a more spicy, peppery. If I'm going strong, I want it to be yeah, that form of strong. There's not a lot of pepper flavor. In no, it. there's not that. I no. like the flavor. This is strong, but it's not the strong notes of, of spice that I like. Okay, but well, that's and that's my personal. No, yeah, good for, for you. Sure. A palate is growing. Palate's evolving, and you're and you're finding the thing that 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 you like that you're a fan of. I, I, I haven't noticed the profile, uh, the flavor profile changing over the first, second, and third on this, like I have on others. I I did notice a little bit into the second, third, but not. You're right, not as much as others. But, but maybe again, um, the Manhattan because it's so sweet, it's clouding my judgment. Yeah, but you haven't stopped drinking Manhattans, have you? Well, so it's definitely hey, clouding your judgment. Price is right. At the, yeah. <laughs> You're drinking the rest of my Manhattan. Is that all right? That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Uh, a couple things uh, to get to. I, I, I don't. I, oh, sorry about that. I don't believe. There we go. I don't believe in avoiding subjects. I don't believe that we should ever shy away from something because it's quote unquote our side. And I, I hopefully. In this podcast, and we discuss a, a fair amount of political things here, I never do that. Oh, God, what uh, did uh, I do? You, you settle. We'll, we'll, we'll get to your punishment in a second. We're okay. all in trouble. Right. I, I, I'm very clear about the fact that I'm a guy on the political right. I'm very clear about the fact that I, I'm, a, I'm a conservative, and I have a tremendous number of libertarian leanings. A tremendous, outrageous number of, of libertarian leanings. But because something happens with, quote-unquote, our side, or the people who I'm supposed to be uh, uh, attached to doesn't mean that we don't discuss it. It's like when I talk about President Trump, I totally get that there are people out there who don't like him, who don't like his character, and I say don't vote for the man. Feel free not to vote for the man. If you're, an, if, if you're all about the character election and you're voting for a, a boyfriend or a husband or, or, or anything else, like don't do it. It's, you, you be you. If we're talking about policy, well, then we're going to have ourselves a conversation. But you don't have to vote for the guy. You do whatever it is you want to do. The NRA has been having issues. I full disclosure, I'm a member of the NRA. I'm not a lifetime member. Me too. But I have, Me I, too. I have, I have, I have a membership. Uh, and and full disclosure, uh, I think all of us here, at one point or another, have done something with the group NRA TV. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I I don't know if that's is that true of you too, April? I think so. Okay. Well, I, well, we're I'm, well maybe. Um, been on we're a show, friend. been a guest. We're certainly friends with. The, the people. Right. Fingers the and I people. have both done uh, a bunch of NRA TV programming. We, we've been guests on, on those shows. I can't remember. No, I haven't. I haven't. NRA TV went away. And NRA TV went away. It went away completely? NRA TV is gone. It is gone. All gone. Our friends work for NRA you TV. You understand the issue okay. all too well. Okay. NRA TV is gone. Not because 
of some specific problem with the NRA. The NRA's mission, as I've always known it, is about gun safety, is about gun education, and yes, they do advocate for the Second Amendment. Well, they do a lot of advocacy, for sure. Right? NRA TV, they had gotten into the creation of programming in, in, in a much more political fight. That's the way I'm going to say it. I don't think I'm wrong by that. And that's not true of every host, but that was true of, of the majority of the programming mm-hmm, that they did. Mm-hmm. The story goes, and, and correct me if I don't have the story right, because I think I have the story right. The ad agency that was hired by the NRA to do all this is this group called Ackerman McQueen. Ackerman McQueen, and we, we've actually discussed this because this all kind of broke during the NRA convention, which right. was happened to be here in Indianapolis where we live and where we, where we broadcast from. Uh, Ackerman McQueen uh, is uh, basically being accused, if you will, and, and I don't, I don't want to call it accused. This is how I know the story because I don't want to get sued. They have a major contract from the NRA and like the, the tens of millions of dollars. It accounts for like more than 40% of their entire business. And they were working with people who were on the NRA board and giving them shows and paying them for the shows because they were on the board and would hopefully continue the contract with Ackerman mm-hmm. McQueen. There is never... Now, I think I have that story right. Let me... I, I think... Tell me if I'm wrong, April. Okay. It doesn't matter if we may agree with the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if we think that the Second Amendment should be defended. You're never going to get me to agree on some kind of quid pro quo action that says, hey, we'll, I'll vote for you or I'll help you get a contract as long as you give me a kickback. I've never been in favor of the kickback. I've never been in favor of, of that kind of, uh, of thing. And certainly I'm not in favor of the donations given by people across the country to be misused and mismanaged. Right, right. Why, why, why? Because I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. All of a sudden, I'm okay with financial mismanagement. I'm not. I never have been. I'm not about to be. And I think there are people who are going to avoid this conversation because they don't want to be seen as taking a shot at the NRA. I'm not. I'm not. But if they were misusing funds, I'll take a shot at anybody. That's not why people like me join. It's not why other people donate and give. It's not why people show up and, and engage so somebody else can be, uh, you know, living high. I don't think that anyone who was an NRA member who has paid their dues, who who sends money to the NRA, should be happy if they find out that there's some grifting going on and people are using their their donations in ways that enrich uh, people high up at the NRA. I, I don't know. I don't think that's an attack on the NRA. It's an attack on the people who are currently in power at the NRA. Well, I don't think it's an attack. No. So well, let's just point it out. But this, you know, Fingers Malloy, you've been gone the past couple of weeks, so w- welcome back. And we're going to give you like a 15-minute Fingers Malloy Grish minute here. This is <laughs> this is all for you right now. You're getting more than one minute. But this is the problem we've seen since 2009, 2010, when, once the Tea Party and conservatives, activists became very, very, very uh, prevalent. All these organizations started getting the money from us and the donors and everybody and then there's a lot of mismanagement within all these organizations and I'm sure it's on both sides of the it's not just it's not just one side it is oh. both sides oh let's be clear it yeah. is absolutely right. not just one side right and that's why that's why you're aisle. making it clear that we need to call out both sides of the aisle and, and 100% that's the thing. yeah 200% the point of us having this conversation is that we're not afraid to have the conversation Oh, way too many people will, like, forgive the thing that happens mm-hmm. on their side because, oh, we can't talk. 
course you can talk about it. That I've got people on the political left that won't have honest conversations. Well, that's a whole nother, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother thing. And, and shame on them. I've got honest. no time for those people. We're not going to be those people. If there was this misuse of funds, if there was this malpractice, well, then I want it done and I want it finished and I want it to go away. I'm not going to shy away from that. The bigger point, though, to, is that this isn't a question of whether or not the NRA is going away. You could see the NRA go through some serious changes. You could see the NRA go through a whole house cleaning, and maybe mm-hmm. that's not the worst thing in the world. You could see the NRA have a, have a bigger return to its roots as an advocacy kind of uh, group, if you will, and focusing on the training and focusing on the protection of the Second Amendment without all the hard-edged political things that they were also engaging in. And I, I personally hope that that's where they go. Well, they, they are the bigger, biggest Second Amendment advocacy group, advocacy group, which is obviously political, and there's there's a way to keep that nonpartisan, though. But I mean, the Second Amendment is important to people on both sides of the aisle, so there's a way to do that. But I think what you're saying was, when you get specifically to NRA TV, that was becoming too political to one side, and and again, house cleaning is good. Like people have look, Chris Cox, I think is gone now. Yeah, Chris um, Cox is gone. There are, you know, I used to get tons of emails just from Chris Cox. Uh, so he as was a he was the, the lobbyist dude, for NRA yeah. ILA, the Institute of Legislative, uh, I think Affairs, something like that. Uh, so he is gone. So that that house cleaning has kind of begun. I don't want to see the NRA disappear. No, it's not. It's too big. It won't uh, go and, away. And, and, it, it's too important. It's too, and yeah. it is important to people on the right and the left because the Second Amendment isn't a right or a left issue. Mm-hmm. And that's why the political stuff gets so insane. Since our, what kind of society is it that, that we think that some pe- group of people is wrong for wanting to be able to engage the Second Amendment to protect and defend themselves? How did, the, how did we decide that we should make this political as opposed to saying, what is it that we should do about a certain issue or a certain problem. We talk about school shootings, but we don't talk about mental illness. We always want to go uh, to the gun. But yet when in Virginia Beach and 12 people were murdered, that story lasted a day and a half. A man who worked for the Department of Public Works, who was a black man who did not have an AR-15, was no rifle, murdered 12 people where he worked. And that story is gone from the news. You would have to search. Mm-hmm. You'd have to search hard to find stories uh, about it. So it's clear that when these things happen, it's only where people can some kind of engage some kind of political opportunity when it shouldn't be engaged like that. The gun, and I, I, I if I, listen, I don't want to lose uh, viewers or lose listeners, but c'est la vie. Uh, the gun is not the issue. Uh, the, the person is uh, the issue. Of I think course most reasonable it's the people issue. understand that. I hope so. But I, I think I mean, it is understandable how NRA TV or anybody could go towards more to the right because the left is so vocal about being anti-gun and uh, everything is a an assault rifle when it's not, you know. Assault everything. Assault everything. <laughs> um, so it's easy for them to go a little bit to the right if they're being political about it, but... You know, again, it's it, the NRA is not going to go away. It's too important to too many people on both sides of the aisle. It's it's our, our amendments. You know, it's it's our rights that are need to be fought. But for. we're be, again going back to what we were talking about on the regular podcast. Uh, we're becoming increasingly tribal, and 
I think many people on uh, the political left and their tribe, they see people on the political right who treasure the Second Amendment, who defend the Second Amendment, and they automatically think to themselves, well, I have to oppose what those people think. They're mm-hmm. not in my mm-hmm. tribe. And so we're, we're seeing this divide get greater and greater over the Second Amendment, just like we are over um, whether we should have a border or not. Well, it's fascinating to me, though, and, and you're not wrong. Like It's fascinating to me, though, that the people on uh, the left side of the aisle who would hold the Second Amendment issue to be very important to them would be willing to sacrifice that because they don't agree with the right at the moment for other things, like for Trump or for anything else. They're, they're willing to sacrifice the importance of the Second Amendment the NRA or whatever, just because of the tribalism that they are against on the on the right. I am one of the people who hopes that the NRA is focused and that the NRA stays and that the NRA grows and that people still belong because I think they do. Uh, that that's good work in a world of people like Congressman Eric Swalwell, who believes in gun buybacks. Senator Amy Klobuchar, who believes in gun buybacks. Do we understand that there's no such thing? First, they, 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 what the proposals that they have forward as they're running for president is that the country should have a gun buyback program and buy back the guns from people. So we need to get certain guns off the streets. If they say certain guns, they can have different certain guns a year from now. Secondly, how the hell do you buy back something you didn't sell to me to begin with? Right. How do you do this? And if I don't comply, what happens well, next? All they're going to do is take my taxpayer dollars to buy back your gun. Right. So I'm buying back your gun. Yes. So, well, for, so I, for the, I want the gun then. Right. For, and that's it's for the good of the country. But if I don't do it, if I don't sell it back, do they now have the right to take it? Well, if you ask Eric Swalwell, who will not be honest about this subject, he's running for president. His answer is yes. He tries to avoid it. His, he says as well, it's the law and I think people will comply with the law. But if they don't, what is your plan? Yeah. If then I don't what? pay my taxes, you send 27 guys at me all of them with six hours, and they will all point them in my direction and arrest me at 4 a.m. in my house, my wife next to me, in the bed. They will do that, and then they will ransack my house and take whatever paperwork they think is necessary. Take your children to DCS. Right? The whole thing. Why do I not think that is exactly what's going to happen? But can we follow the dollar signs here? Uh, (laughs) I only hope you will. And by the way, uh, I'm inspired by... Uh, the debate. So, uh, Senor Tony. <laughs> Como esta? Uh, bien, y tú? Uh, El Ganos. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not. No. Oh, uh, no, no, seriously, you got to follow the money on this, too. I mean, these wedge issues are great fundraising opportunities for, for both sides. Yeah. But whenever there's, unfortunately, whenever there's some sort of school shooting or something, the fundraising emails come out just mm-hmm. like that. That's why I'm becoming increasingly bitter. About a lot of these issues that they're never going to be solved because, Cynical, even yeah, if you will, <laughs> um, because I, it's a, a money maker, it's a revenue generator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's certainly not the only sides. issue out there. That uh, immigration is another one. That w- it's it's good for both sides for this issue to not be solved. So when so when the Democrat controlled House is not actually helping to get children beds at the border. Uh, it's because they want to be able to raise money off of the border issue. It, it that the Second Amendment issue, the border issue, um, abortion. These things are never going to go anywhere because they make too much money for everybody, both sides of the aisle. Hey, the idea that they want the border to be an issue is so absolutely true. Solving the issue is less important than having the issue because having the issue fingers. 
is about raising the money mm-hmm. and about being able to paint the other guy as a bigot and paint the other guy as uncaring. And, and it, that's, that's all we're getting. And send me $5 to save our democracy. So when it comes to the NRA, I want to s- I, I see it here. I want to see it work. Mm-hmm. I, there, we, we do have friends who lost their jobs. We like the NRA. And, we like and, them coming to Indianapolis. And, and uh, yeah, we, we love the convention coming, yeah. and they spend a tremendous amount of money here in the, in, in the city, and that's good for everybody, whether they you know, are supporters or, or, or not. But we want to, I, personally, I want to see it grow, and I want to see it thrive. Mm-hmm. And if there's not an NRA TV, I don't want to see friends out of work. Um, but what I want is, is, is the, the advocacy of the organization. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. what I want. What I want from the border. Get back to the roots. I want I, I I want people to admit that they favor open borders, like Representative Ocasio Cortez does, and I want America to say that's just not what we do. Right. We have laws; they get followed. End of list. If you'll arrest anybody in America for not paying their taxes, you should be willing to go after people who are in the country illegally. That seems rational, and right now we are totally in the. Uh, irrational world and that's why we brought this subject up i think there are a lot of people who are going to avoid this subject for fear that people are going to say oh it's going after their side we don't avoid any subjects we're not about to it's a it's a maddening i think worthless proposition like we're not going to avoid the subject that nestle has now come out with edible cookie dough and i think it's the most ridiculous invention in the history of mankind they are selling by by the way only two, three guys in America could do that segue. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> they are, pay the big bucks. They are selling in tubs, in pints, edible cookie dough. Why? The whole idea that you can't eat cookie dough is a scam. Of course you can eat raw cookie dough. Raw cookie dough is good for you. It is a health food better than kale. And I, if, if, if you gave me raw cookie dough right now, I would eat all said raw cookie dough. Uh, same, same. And I, I asked who is going to buy this product, and I got responses from people uh-huh. on social media that, oh, I've got a tub of cookie dough in the fridge. This particular one? No. Or a real one? Real yeah, cookie yeah, dough. Yeah, real, for sure. You don't make your own cookie dough? You buy a tub? Uh, I Unless it's for like a fundraiser own. for the school. Sometimes you buy your own. It tastes better, obviously, you make your own, but, uh, you know... You got to do what you got to do. Well, I, as a student of, uh, aren't not- you the one who made the fifty dollar pie for, uh, yes. for Thanksgiving? I did, and I do make my. I grew. I made cookie every Saturday. I grew up making chocolate chip cookies, and a large portion of that was eating as much dough as possible, and then saving some dough for later in the fridge. I had no idea that wasn't supposed to be edible because I would watch uh, sitcoms in the '90s, and a girl would come back from a bad date, and the first thing she would do was she would get. Uh, a tube of cookie dough and start eating That's it on the real couch. Life. I yeah. thought that you that go, was a thing. You go, you get the tube of cookie dough, and you just start spoon. And it, you know, uh, it, yeah, that's real life for sure. Yeah, there you go. You've done that before. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that eating your feelings? Yes. Is that considered eating your feelings? Yeah. Okay. So Fortunately, sure. I don't have to do that anymore because I, I can, uh, you know, kale handle my feelings. Uh, maturely and uh, successfully now have you ever come home a little um tipsy when i say tipsy i mean drunk off your face and eaten uh the cookie dough oh absolutely see so yeah. mom's this. still watching <laughs> I know. hey mom what's up <laughs> thanks for uh, making cookie dough with me every saturday as a child uh but no the so i'm interested to know what's in this edible cookie dough because 
And as I've talked about on the show before, it, the eggs are not the problem. Eggs we buy at the store are pasteurized. If you're using, and the rest of us who like to get eggs right from chickens know that uh, we know those chickens are safe and we can eat those eggs. But anything you're getting at the store is pasteurized already. So the eggs are not the problem. The problem actually, that's a total misnomer about cookie dough. The problem is uh, the, the flour. The flour what? is what can cause the E. coli or whatever because um, it has to be the way if it's not like bland or if it's if planched or whatever the processing way if it's not done the, the flour raw is the problem oh here's the ingredients right here uh, flex seal soylent green and space age polymers should be a delight <laughs> I'm definitely not eating that cookie dough I will make my own now uh, before we go any further if you're going to eat uh, the cookie dough you need to make sure that you've got everything proper in your house you got to have uh, a, a bowl or a tub uh, of the cookie dough you got to uh-huh. have a, a comfortable uh, chair perhaps or a couch you don't even uh, need a spoon and, and then uh, you, you could use your fingers if you want but what you need is a Fanimation fan <laughs> to be blowing on you so you don't get the cookie dough sweats they're right. like meat sweats but much sweeter because when you do make you you got to make a few of them into actual cookies because warm chocolate cookies are still the best. So you need the fan to kind of cool the kitchen down. Now when that's right. The, the, when, when the, the heat, heat is rises. coming out of, of the fan of look the oven. You, look at you, science right there. If you ever watch the videos that we make, uh, Facebook.com/slash Tony Katz Radio, you know that we record at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, the fans. The fans that are all over here are from Fanimation. Fanimation.com. They make ceiling fans. Beautiful. You can customize them almost any way. LED lighting. They're whisper quiet, which is really important. That way you can hear your tears as you're eating the cookie dough. I'm assuming you've, you're, you're upset about something, April. No, you, no. you know, there was, a, there was a breakup. It's not always emotional. No. You know? It's, no, it's, it's not always just, emotional? No. And most of the time it's for when pure... You get so most drunk, of the time it's for pure enjoyment. You're drunk out of your mind. You're home on your couch eating cookie dough, and you don't think there's an emotional no, aspect involved? No, that's hunger. But I... No, no. That's not hunger. Okay. That's a cheese sandwich. 99% of times in my life I've eaten cookie dough for enjoyment and not because I even hung over. When Ross was sitting alone and then Rachel came back, were you eating cookie dough? Oh my god. <laughs> that's a friend's reference. Fanimation.com. That's a fan reference. Be sure to tell them you heard about it on the Eat, Drink, Smoke uh, podcast. Make sure. By the way, no one ever had the, the cookie dough sweats before? Just me? Oh, Just yes. Me? Oh, yes. I've had those. <laughs> um, but, but back to the like, discussion of cookie dough. Like Each homemade or the store-bought each has its place for your needs. No, it They're both good in their own way. What? Just like you can go to Pizza King because you've got a need for a Pizza King pizza, or you can go to Papa John's because you've got a need for a Papa John's pizza, or you can go to Giordano's because you've got a need for a Giordano's. Like, each one has its own purpose There was so much need. Midwest in that. I know. I just can't even describe If you're not from the Midwest and you have not had a Pizza King pizza, oh my gosh, like, have one shipped to you and, and eat it. Uh, have it shipped on dry ice and eat it cold the next what morning. They're, they're not that good. Unless they want to become a sponsor Are of the show. Are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. My bad. Listen, I, I, the only time I've ever bought cookie dough is when like some kid's doing a fundraiser mm-hmm. and they come over and they're like, hey, and that cookie dough is like not butter braid. That's not even the good stuff. Have you ever had a butter braid? No, I don't want that. It's That's like, it's like a bread kind of thing. or yeah. it's, it's, it's they're, they're, Family no, loves them. don't want it. Family loves them. They're just oh, crazy. Crazy about them. Like, those fundraisers. Oh, happen. I saw Butterbury open for Tone Loke in '89. It's oh, a great show. Oh, look at you! The worst fundraisers in the world are the Boy Scouts. 
because they sell popcorn. No, the and Boy Scout popcorn is so good. Oh, you're just it's the better worst than, kind of It's person. the best kind of popcorn okay, that you buy in the store. I've been talking about your popcorn for weeks, yeah, and I, I still have not you seen the popcorn. You need to put popcorn. up or shut we up have on the so popcorn. Many, well, Fingers has been out for a while, so yeah. I haven't done it then. We have to come up with our list of, of most beautiful actresses. We have the Hot Pockets episode that we have to do. We have the popcorn episode that we have to do. It's crazy. We're coming up on our, our one-year anniversary, by the way, of, of doing the podcast. We've got a lot. Oh, We have oh, to have and, the and, best Davidoff cigar we can get for our 100th. Or, I mean, our... I think we already, our one year. I think we already did year. that, didn't we? We'll get another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, because we had um, the... the mo- I, I, I uh, will tell you this. I will tell you this. You guys don't even know this. I will tell you this. You need to get ready. And may I say, um, let me just make sure I have the the, the date right. Um, September 7th. Okay. Do I have? Uh, no, I don't think that's uh, that's the date. Okay. It's not September 7th. It's, it's what's the one uh, after that? What is the one after the that? The right 8th. 14th? No, the, I, think it's, I think it's the weekend after that. Okay. Um, Tell us. You might want to clear your calendars. And you may want to prepare to get to Indianapolis and come to Blend Bar Cigar. Ooh. All I'm saying is, let me take a look at that calendar again. That sounds exciting. Make sure that, that it's September. What are you, where are you going with this? Mm. September yeah. 14th. It's September would be 14th. A Saturday. Splendid. Yeah. Um, all I'm telling you is, is that uh, be prepared. An announcement. Uh, Put it on your calendar now. Will we'll be saying. coming. There, you you will need to um, you'll need to get here early. Okay. No, 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 no. Wait. Oh, I had it right. It's not the fourteenth. It's the seventh. Seventh. It's the seventh. It is the seventh. Okay. Uh, put that on your calendar. Put I that on your have calendar. Something on my calendar for that day. And um, uh, listen, things can change, and I don't want to say too much, uh, but you will have the official eat, drink, smoke, bloody mary. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. I'm nothing else. No more, no less. April doesn't even know about this. Um, this is actually a problem because I make the best Bloody Marys, and if there is an official one, I need to be involved in the making process. No, oh. you really don't, because it'll well. be organic and it'll be awful, <laughs> terrible, and it'll probably cost forty-five dollars. <laughs> you shot your face. <laughs> uh, September seventh. Uh, you might want to get to Indianapolis. We've got more details coming. <laughs> it's going to be. Spectacular. April D. Gregory. Find her on Twitter at April D. Gregory. The podcast, Smart Girl Politics, over at ricochet.com. Ooh, Fingers Malloy. Death glare. <laughs> oh, about, about the Bloody Mary? Yes. Did she death glared you? Well, I'm signing off. I just want to sign off with joy. So, why? Now I'm getting a death glare? I have a you, smile on oh, my face. Oh, you're just the worst kind of person. That's Fingers Malloy right there. Fingers Malloy. <laughs> uh, find him, uh, Fingers Malloy Radio. I was proud to see my Pete Buttigieg. It's, it's just a death s- stare. Wow, you are just all over the map right now. <laughs> all over the That's map. That's what the stare is about. Everything is about a stare this week. Booker, Buttigieg. Right. Oh, the Booker side eye. If you haven't looked it up, uh, go to the Bing box and the check Buttigieg out the side Booker eye. side eye. Did you not catch that one? Check them both out if you want. That's still Fingers Malloy. Fingers Malloy Radio. Wham Talk 1600. The podcast, Enough Already. The podcast, The Snark Factor. Check them out. Find me, Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. On Instagram, Tony Katz, as well. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts. Five-star review for Eat, Drink, Smoke. Write a review and share it with friends. And September 7th, you may want to write that down. That's all I'm saying. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, Snack Size Edition.